0: All right, welcome to chapter three. We're going to talk about advertising in society. Uh, We won't be getting preachy here, but I do want to talk about some of the the ethical aspects so that you're aware of them and think about this as we go. Advertising is known as, what, fake, smarmy? Or are we talking about professional selling, all right, professional salespeople? And the truth is that neither have to be, neither effectively should be. I talked about this a little bit in the last podcast where... You know the effective selling the effective advertising is actually that which is which is good in a way uh, which is not trying to push people but is trying to inform them and make them aware of something that is really cool. Um, it can be a lot of fun actually too, and I've used that term a few times and I, I hope that you're you're enjoying the class as well um, but when we start talking about society um, advertising um, We talk about the amount of percentage of advertising. Here's some numbers, economic effects, if you happen to pop on the um, slides, which I hope you're looking through as we go here and there. Uh, Slide number six u um, s advertising accounts for two point five percent of fourteen trillion gross national product I believe that was two thousand and seventeen numbers, but that could be eighteen um, advise, advertising expenditures contributed between twelve and sixteen percent of private sector revenues throughout the country. That means people actually purchasing in what we call the private sector not governmental um, Sales created by advertising represent 20% of the nation's 25.5 trillion total economic activity. Those numbers are a little bit mind-boggling, aren't they? But 20%, 20% of people saying, "Hey, buy this," made someone say, "That's a great idea." So how do you how do you look at that? Um, are we are we educating people about their options? You know, I'm not going to say that ad- advertising is charity work either. I I think that there's there can be a line though between taking advantage of somebody on one far extreme and doing charity work on the other. Um, there's that in the middle, how do you advertise in a way that informs, um, entertains, delights people in a way that they they're engaged in it. And they see again, that term rational self-interest, the things that, that makes sense for them to purchase. Um, how do you do that? And you find that balance so that it's more effective and you can, uh, you can say to yourself, well, you know, we we've, we've done the right thing, uh, by our company and hopefully by our client and we've, and, and the el- the end user, right? How do you make that work? So it's effective and, and start thinking about ethical, uh, relations as well. Um, some people really don't care actually. And we've seen that that's just too bad. That's their choice. It's business. But, um, if you don't care about anything, but the bottom line, um, uh, you may end up finding out that you you do well with that and you may find that you don't and especially again these days with social media people will create that word of mouth and is that going to be positive or negative uh to your product and your clients as you go let's just look a little bit down further on um advertising what are some of the positive uh Things that can be done with advertising. Well, awareness building, of course, is one. Um, sometimes nonprofit organizations will build an awareness uh, of, of not only their product but their cause. Um, that's a way that social advertising is. Uh, when we talk about social, we mean things that are um, not necessarily business oriented but more socially oriented. Um, there may be a campaign. Sometimes, though, and you've heard the term greenwashing, for example, probably, some companies will, in their advertising, say, look at us how environmentally friendly and conscious we are. Um, That can be true, and that's a fine thing for them to talk about. If they want to talk about that, they're welcome to, and it does tend to create positive impressions about their organization many times. But something to keep in mind, we talk about greenwashing, we're talking about people who do that, on the one hand and on the other hand are actually polluting Um, there's a certain amount of advertising as a smoke screen and we've all seen it and we know when we see it most of the time Um, and that's something to be aware of if you're going to work in this business is that sometimes the client wants to do that and you're going to have to make the decision whether you're going to accept that business or not and what you think your role is and, and how you think you fit into that and whether you want to do that or not. Some people are perfectly fine with it and other people will say, I don't want to make my living that way. And that will be ultimately up for you to decide because it is your career. Uh, That's one of the reasons, by the way, for studying business ethics. It's to help you to make decisions before you get in a situation where money is on the table and there's a lot of pressure there. Um, I will give one more example about that. There was a student I taught at one of the universities in Boston I was teaching a business ethics course, and the student was fine, uh, very bright, very uh, articulate, and uh, often heckled me, <laughs> but had read the material and did it intelligently, so I have no argument uh, and we said he said one time i 'm going to just do what 's legal i 'm going to obey the law, but that 's it i 'm not going to do anything else um, and actually, what you can get away with is good as far as he was concerned. <laughs> And I said, well, that's your choice, that's your career, but thanks for taking the class and I hope you got something out of it. Several years later, I got an email um, saying, I want to thank you so much for, for what you talked about in the class. He later on, uh, at the time, we recounted the fact that he'd gotten into investment banking and there was a deal that um, some people had gotten involved with. And he was invited to be a part of it and he knew it was illegal and he said, something in your in the class that we talked about just triggered it and it just said to me I don't think I should do this and he didn't do it and he was happy to tell me that other people that did go through went to jail and he did not so um just something to think about again the reason to think about these things ahead of time and to do it in a classroom is great because you're you're it's academic right so it's not you're not in the real world dealing with things yet. We're practicing. It's like a sandbox, right? We're going to try things out and see what works and what doesn't work. And so you can think about... um, We talk about the ethics side of it because you need to think about before you get there, what might you do when you get in a situation like that? Because most of us don't know unless we think about it ahead of time. And even then, it's hard. It's hard to know sometimes or it's hard to do the right thing when you know what it is. But ultimately, you have to live with yourself And um, hopefully, as in that student's case, avoid jail, (laughs) which is good, um, because that uh, takes away quite a bit of of other enjoyment that you would have in life, doesn't it? All right, I'm going to keep this podcast short, I said, and I'm going to try to keep them to about seven minutes or so uh, or less, uh, uh, if I can, on any given one, but still cover all the information, give you some really good things to think about. Please do remember, email me if you have questions, I do want to help you, and uh, I can't do it unless I know um, that there's something that you'd like to discuss or some question about uh, whether you are having uh, trouble with the concept, or even if you're just enjoying the class and enjoying the concept, let me know. Uh, I do appreciate those emails um, at any time. Thanks.